Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome, everybody, to The Jake Brown Show here on CBS Radio's Play.it. iTunes and Spotify is where you find us every day, all the time. Rate us five stars, review, do what you got to do, and honored to welcome on a guy who hit probably the longest home run you may ever see uh, off a Budweiser sign at Shea Stadium. Always remember that. I think it was, what, 2003, 2002? Um, it is former AL MVP Mo Vaughn in the building. Mo, what's going on? I'm good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. And me and me and my uh, friend here, Luke, were talking about it. Like we were trying to find you years ago. You were hard to find, and now you have a social media. You have Mo Vaughn underscore forty two. You have MVP collections. You have your own apparel line coming out for big and tall menswear. And you can be found. Like, you have come out of nowhere. You're here. Listen, you know, I, I've been here, which, you know, you got to fly under the radar. You know, you, yeah. And I've been doing that. Uh, but um, with this whole collections line, um, I'm just catching up to the whole social media phase. You know, I'm an older guy. I'm going to be 49 December. It wasn't really in my, uh, my makeup to social media, but it's necessary. But I got this line for big guys. So, you know, 1X to 4X, now possibly going to 6X, 7X. And it was for it was for the guy who really couldn't find any style and fashion in that space. It's a white space; nobody's in it. You're talking to one right now. Um, I ain't got no fashion. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the space that was nobody was in. And I was actually the customer uh, going out and looking for clothes, looking for different things, um, and couldn't find them. So this was just something that was just a need. I started. We've been on uh, ecom now for nine weeks, uh, and I think. Understand the whole social media aspect of it. We're trying to listen to the customer, so it's important to hit us. You know, Instagram. It's important to hit us. Tweet. You know, tweet us. It's important to to hit us on on Facebook, so we can figure out and understand the needs of the customer and really hit the bullseye. That's what we're trying to do. Visit MVPCollections.com and follow me on Instagram at MVP underscore USA. Give Mo some love on social media. He's new, uh, so the followers aren't there yet, but they're gonna come at Mo Vaughn underscore forty two on Instagram and Twitter and. Check out Movon on Facebook as well. And I love this because I'm a big guy, 6'3", 240. Uh, I, got, I got a little bit of a gut. Um, hasn't, haven't lost any weight in a while. So I think the big and tall men don't get the love that they deserve. And I think these apparel lines are kind of needed. But what made you get into it? Well, well, the thing about it was is like I was looking for the clothes. And I know, I know all the styles. And listen, I was able to, because of some disposable income that I had, you know, mm-hmm. I've done pretty well after life, you know, um, I'm able to go out and get my stuff tailored. So I was thinking about, you know, needs. Like I got into the affordable housing business when I retired. It was a need that was in the city of New York that expanded now nationally. I got into t- transportation out in, in Cleveland, you know, where where I live. It was it's it's a need. So this is one of those things that I thought was a need. There was like I said, a complete white space. Nobody knew about it. It's new, and and that's how this whole thing evolved. And you tell people, because a lot of people don't know where you've been, what you've been up to. You've been doing some stuff with Transportation Company in Cleveland, uh, real estate stuff. Just tell us what else you're, what's go- going on in your life right now. I mean, right now, I, 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 you know, I started when I got out in 2003, 2004. I opened up Army New York LLC, where I own over 14,000 units of affordable housing, a full platform. 
and then I'm out in, in Cleveland, Ohio. I moved freight, move on transport, you know, a, a hundred tractor trailers, and I moved freight through 32 states. Um, and I think, you know, I got into these things, you know, because I knew that I had to. Um, I retired at, you know, 33 years old, still very, very young, probably another 50 years to live. You got to keep making you want to live a lifestyle. But uh, it's, it's just something that, you know, you have to do. You have to evolve. I didn't want to retire. I was, you know, I was hurt. It was, it was just, it was just the time. But we all gotta, you know, pick up and keep it moving and, and do things that, that are, that are, that are beneficial. I've been able to do that. And your last game was May 2003, and you said uh, you were hurt. W- was there any chance you'd come back either in a DH role in the American League, a pinch hitter, a coach, no, anything like that? I, uh, when I fell in, when I fell in the dugout in '99, when I left Boston, I went over to, 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 to Anaheim. Yeah. Um, I landed in a bad way on my ankle and on my knee, and I really was never the same. And I really didn't know it. And by the time you know I had gotten to gotten to New York, and plus I had taken a, a season off, I had tore my bicep, um, and it was my left thing. You know, being lefty, you need your you know your left ankle and left knee to spin. That's 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 the way mm-hmm. you, know, you use your back foot to hit a baseball. And by the time I had gotten over to New York, things were just you know digressing. You know, you know going backwards. And I knew it was time when they start throwing you know. 88 mile an hour fastballs down the middle. I keep following them back. Something's wrong. It's just, you know, it's it's it's, it's time to go. And I made that choice. And now I know when you're on a run of interviews because I heard that earlier. The 88 mile an hour line. No, so of impressive. course. You got you got it like locked in there. I love it. Well, I, you know, listen. You know, if, you know, 92, 93, 94. You got you got to make a decision. You know, you, people are throwing 88 to 90. You should be able to hit that. Come fall out of bed. It's like a Bartola Cologne. Yeah, fastball. you're in the village. <laughs> you should be able to hit that all the time. We're here with Mo Vaughn, Jake Brown Show, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Go check us out. Um, obviously, you start in Boston. You were kind of the face of the team before Big Poppy in that in that 90s run. And Talk about playing in Boston and just the amount of spotlight that's on you. That's one of the best baseball cities in America, and there had to be constant spotlight as your spot as being a star of the team there uh, from 95 to 99. It's a great, it's a, it's a great, great place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if, if, you know, if the Celtics, Bruins, Patriots win championships. It's something like baseball in Boston, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think for us, you know, you know, for me, you know, we hadn't won in so long, and I was at the end of it, you know, and it was a very, very tough place to play when you, when you don't win. Um, you know, the the fans, you got to really realize the media, their fans also, also. So everybody's taking it, picking it personal. So, uh, you know, David Ortiz came to New England, took the bull by the horns, Red Sox, you know, really made his place, made his stake, you know, went to Boston history, uh, Red Sox history, three, you know, three world championships. And when, he, when, he, when they won that first one in, when in, in 04, I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, it, it really lifted the weight off my shoulders. I actually felt it. Um, but... He's done a great job. He deserves everything he gets. I think he's a surefire Hall of Famer. I think, you know, you could put him up there in Boston with the likes of Orr, Bird, Brady, you know, Ortiz, you know, uh, Ted Williams, Yaz. He, 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 he sits at that table, too. Was there a single place better to play than Fenway Park? I love playing in Fenway. I, tur- I, I tailored my sing- swing to the ballpark. Um, I, I felt I had an extreme advantage playing at home. I used it. I used the wall, you know. I used the wall. I stayed inside the ball. I learned how to hit the ball, you know, over the fence, you know, opposite field. I I love playing there. Playing 
going from there to L.A., what was, or Anaheim, what was the difference? Because you talked about the media being a lot different in Boston. It had to be a little bit, not a small market, but it had to be different going to a team that wasn't really winning, that hadn't really done much in recent years in Anaheim. Oh, it's, it's a big difference. I mean, just going from one coast to the other is different. You know, you know, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, you know, are tough media markets. And I tend to think that it makes you play harder, it makes you play well. People know the game, they're, they're into the game, they expect you to go out and, 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 and play the game the right way. And I think that I didn't realize what that meant to me until I left it, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Things that happened, but uh, it was, it was, it's different, you know, but I think playing in Fenway Park made me a better player, no doubt. And you've mentioned sometimes you do wish that you did stay there. Well, if you look back, listen, I have nothing to... And you crushed it there. I mean, I crushed, I crushed no it numbers there. will compare to what you did. But I... I look back and I say, you know, what if? You know, what if I stayed there? What, what, what would have happened? And who knows? But for me personally, I'm, I'm doing very, very well now. I've been able to be successful in, you know, on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just things that happen. You know, you don't know why. You don't know, you know, for whatever reason. But things happen. You got to keep it moving. I was able to do that. And yeah, what I've loved about you done. I mean, you did so much charity work when you were boss, and you were a big guy in the community. And was business always on your mind then? Because obviously, you've been very successful since retiring, uh, with everything that you've got involved in, including your uh, line here. I uh, listen. We all know that you know you can only play sports, you know, for a certain amount of period of time. Mm-hmm. You're lucky enough you you put three five years. Lucky enough to play ten, let alone be in the game for thirteen. And then you know all these guys that play twenty. Those are the those are the Hall of Famers, those guys that, you know, the longe- longevity and are great players. In terms of business, I've always known that it, you know, you had to get your mind on something. At some point, you're going to have to make a choice and you move on to the next thing. I always thought that it was necessary to be around those type of people that could, that could, that could help do that, and I was able to do it. Move on here. We're on Facebook Live with Lindsey Sanchez running on play.it. Facebook Live. We'll close out there in a minute or two. Uh, the interview will drop Thursday here and play.it, iTunes, and Spotify. You've played for a ton of different managers. One of them, which I didn't even realize, was Joe Madden for what, maybe a couple months? was brief when he took over uh, for Terry Collins. Which one of those managers had the biggest impact in your career? I think, you know, in 95, I had Kevin Kennedy. And he inserted me in the third slot, third slot put Jose Canseco behind me, and told me to go play. And I think, you know, I won an MVP in, in, in 95. I wanted to have consistent years after that. Uh, but he just let me go and, and, and play and, 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 and with, with, with no garbage. It was just straight up, squat there and put your work in. You're going to be in the third spot every day, and this is what you're going to do. So for me, it was, it, was, it was really Kevin Kennedy. Your injury, you said, did that when that injury happens? Were you thinking to yourself, "My career is not going to last as long as I hope"? Was that going through your mind? Did you were you thinking long term and, damn, this is a real freak injury that's going to affect me the rest of the way? No, I I didn't know it was going to affect me like this, mm-hmm. like that. That where, you know, right now I know what everyone, I can tell right now when it's going to rain. My ankle starts throbbing to this day. How many years later that thing happened in '99? I did some real damage. I didn't even realize, you know. And, and I was a, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, look at. Anytime before that injury, I was playing 150, 150 plus games a year, no, mm-hmm. no problem. So I never thought an injury was going to ever bring me down like that. But it just never got right. It never healed right. I started hitting off my front foot, and then it turned out I blew my left bicep, you know, during the season. And I played, I played through that. But 
it just was a gradual thing that never really got right. And and, and I was really I was just slowly going backwards, you know, offensively. And, it, and for me, it was time to go after that. All right, we got to talk. Uh, if everyone knows, I'm a diehard Mets fan. There was so much hype, man, going into that team. I remember I had a Saturday plan, I think, of games. I mean, they had you. You had your own bobblehead day. Roberto Almar had his own bobblehead day. You had Roger Cedeno stealing home left and right. You had Jeremy Burnett striking out three-quarters of the time, hitting homers the other quarter of the time. Uh, That team was pretty stacked, at least on paper. What went wrong? And Roberto Almar, can't forget that. What went wrong with that team? Exactly. It was was stacked on paper, (laughs) you know. And, you know, you never know why. Look at the look at look at look at the Indians. How many great names do they have? But they got a lot of glue guys. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are that are big time glue guys that are that are that are playing well together. It's all about how you put it all together. And we just didn't do that, you know, mm-hmm. that year. And it, it was it was very disappointing. Listen, you know, I knew it was coming down to the end of my career. Did I want to come back to, you know, this area? I went to school here. I went to college at Senior Hall. I went to high school upstate New York. I'm from Connecticut. I really want to come back mm-hmm. and end up like this. I didn't, but things happen, and you, and you, and you got to live and you got to live and learn from it and move on. Take us through the. Uh, I mean, 505 feet. It goes off the Budweiser sign. It's a. Uh, Luke told me that every five, every 20 minutes on MLB.tv they play that home run, just on loop. So everyone who watches games online sees that. Take us through that bat. First of all, who was pitching? Do you remember? I don't remember who's pitching. I don't remember who was pitching, but he probably wasn't in the league much longer. I remember. That. I remember. Uh, it was a three-quarters guy. You know, when you're right-handed, you throw three-quarters. Lefties yeah. can really see the ball mm-hmm. coming out of your hand really well. So it was just the right speed, the right swing, the perfect trajectory. You didn't even feel it. It just just flew. It just flew. Was that the longest homer? That's the longest homer you've hit in the game, right? I think it's the longest homer I've ever hit. In batting practice, too, you think? Yeah, batting practice, too, no doubt. Mo Vaughn and Sudi here on the Jake Brown Show. Uh, we're closing out here on Play.it's Facebook Live. Catch the interview Thursday. Um, the Red Sox. The, we, we, we go back and talk about the media. and, and you had, Obviously, we know what happened in the end. It was, wasn't the best relationship towards the end. Did they ever talk to you about coming back, or was that completely off the table? Well, listen, you know, um, as you get older, I'm you know, sure you go through things, but you... Would you have one of your employees or your ball players, you know, talking to trash that I was talking to Boston probably not and still have a job, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And you and you learn that as you get older. And I think for me, you're never gonna win a fight with the media. You're never gonna win a fight through the media. And if I was just a little bit smarter, I'd probably be sitting there right now. But, you know, things happen and and it, it you learn from it. The Red Sox organization, you know, the new ownership they're about winning world championships, and you see, once you get it, you can't win world championships unless, unless your owner wants you to. And you see, they've they put it together, and you know we've gotten three in a in a in a, in a, in a you know a short decade, time span yeah. in a decade. But they're also uh, the ownership in Boston is tremendous to to the ex ball players, and they you know they come back and they treat you well. It's great. I have to get your opinion on Terry Collins. People who have followed me on Twitter know. I am the most anti-Terry Collins person on the planet. I just don't like his in-game magic. I think he's incredible off the field. What's your perception on Terry Collins when you played for him? Listen, I think we all grow. I had to grow. We all grow. You know, what can you really complain about? He's been to the World Series. I know. That's... He's been to he's been to the playoffs. He's played with a lot of injuries. Yeah. He's kept the team together. There's no there's nothing negative you can say about Terry Collins. He's he's done well with a lot of different things going on in in 
you know, he's going to be back again. Mm-hmm. One more year. Uh, I'm just one of the guys that doesn't like him. I mean, I don't, in game, I think he's great off the field. He probably taught you a lot. Uh, but I guess that's just me. And then Art Howe and Bobby V and Mike Sosha. I mean, the knowledge these guys, these are some of the best managers. Well, Art Howe was one of the best before he came to Queens. And uh, Sosha still one of the better ones, although the Angels aren't that good. That's a lot of knowledge being preached on you there. You know, I just, I never gave those guys everything that I had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, when I came to the Mets, I wasn't 100%. When I came to, got to Anaheim and I fell, even though, you know, Mike Sosha, I think, is a great dude. He he was very nice to me, you know, he, he you know, uh, good man, had a lot of good people, but I just wasn't able to give them, like when I was in Boston, that drive, that reckless abandon the play, I, I wasn't the same player. So I probably didn't get, they didn't get everything they wanted out of me, and I damn sure didn't get everything out of them, but it was, it was my side of it that, that wasn't working right. MVPcollections.com is where you find the pair. 1X, soon to come 6X? Yeah, 1X to 4X, 36 to 50. Uh, premium denim button downs, uh, air tees. Uh, that camo jacket. Up. I, if, if you <laughs> caught me a pair of that jacket, I'll be swagging yeah, through this yeah. building, man. That thing is fire. And this is the thing, you know, we're going to six weeks because we've, you know, <laughs> people have been hitting the social media, you know, social media and let us know that we need to to work on that. So that's how we're really going to drive the traffic and what we need to listen to. We got to brush a little in the studio dirt on the shoulder. This is a fresh <laughs> jacket Mo's got on in the building. Um, all right, OBP was not big when you played, but now on-base percentage has become huge. I feel like you were underappreciated in terms of you always had a 400 OBP. I don't know. You know, like, they got all these numbers now. Sabermetrics. It's just sabermetrics that means what. Guys in the basement with a box I, of Kleenex. Yeah, I really don't know what the, all that means. <laughs> all I know is that when it came time to play, I was there to show up and play hardball, and I did. So you don't do you, like? Do you look back at your stats and, and realize the stretch you were on? Um, 390, 408, 388 OBP, four twenty, four twenty back back years, four hundred two. You don't look back at that and like just wow. No, I listen. I think I think the one thing I wow about was in ninety four because mm-hmm. I was like three 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 thirty or something, twenty six bombs, eighty two RBIs, RBIs at RBIs at the All Star break, and we went on strike. I would. I really would like to have finished that year, right there. Fifty, sixty. I don't. I don't know. It just. I just. Whatever. I'm eighty-two All-Star, eighty-two ribbies at the break. I could have drove another 60, 70 runs. You know that. You know that. That's. You know that second half. But things happen. You know. Um, yeah. I knew when I was there. You know, I could stack my numbers up against anybody over. You know, in Red Sox history. You know, over over my period. Best teammate you ever played with. I played a lot of a lot of good ones. Um, my best friend probably Will Cordero. Roger Clemens was a great teammate, you know. There were a lot of guys, you know, Mike Stanley, um, my 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 partner in crime, John Valentin. I had a lot of good people around us, you know. To play in play in Boston and play in these these tough environments, you need good people around. I had a lot of good people around me. We're talking to Mo Vaughn, who hit three twenty three against Randy Johnson in his career. Well, that's uh, he was my he was he was my measuring rod. You know, and Randy and I—I I think we had a had a had a great appreciation before each, for each other because everybody else would sit, and I looked at that game like if I could just get comfortable, but you're never really comfortable. But if I could just stand in there, and and face him, then any other left-hander coming out the bullpen 
wouldn't be as tough, mm-hmm. even though I even though I never get a got a hit off of Tony Foss's, and I think I would never got a hit off a of damn police act. They just I was just uncomfortable with you know them guys got me anytime they wanted to. So who's the toughest you face? I mean, damn police act was a good pitcher. MLB Network now. Um, uh, who was the toughest? It was Foss's and police act. And when I came back to Boston, I thought that Pedro Martinez had the best stuff I had seen hmm. in my career. So is Pedro the best? Pedro the best. Uh, I almost said David Ortiz. Uh, Mo Vaughn is in the building here on the Jake Brown Show. Played at it, iTunes, Spotify. It late, leads perfectly here. David Ortiz. I mean, the legacy he leaves behind. First ballot Hall of Famer, correct? Correct. No doubt. Best DH of all time. 100%. Frank Thomas is a pretty good one, too. Just talk about what he leaves behind in Boston. And in my opinion, he's one of the most transcending figures in Boston and in baseball history and to the Dominican community. Listen, he is. He went to a place. Um, Boston was the last place to integrate. Mm-hmm. And he went there coming from DR and put a, he put a flag in the ground about what he was about, how he wanted to live, uh, the things he did in the community, the things he did on the field. The three world championships, he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. As I said, he has a seat at the table with some of the, all the greatest Boston sports figure in history. And, of course, the Red Sox losing the first round, so let's talk postseason here. The Indians on the verge of sweeping the Blue Jays. You're happy. Good Business is booming, in the words of DJ Khaled. And, but you got to be a little surprised by this because everyone said Red Sox-Rangers, and it didn't happen. Listen, you look at... And this is where we, I think we all misread the Indians. Mm-hmm. That's where you talk about, you look at the names, you look at the names, you know, the Dustin Pedora's, the, 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 you know, the David Ortiz, the, Mookie you Betts. know, Mookie Betts and Leo. So I love these guys. And you know what? I, I did that too. I went from worst to first in 95, went to the playoffs and got swept in three games. It's, it's, I think the game is, people don't understand that the whole game the way it's played in the playoffs is different than the, different than the regular season. Um, but the Indians, right now, you're looking at them, they're playing defense, timely hitting from everybody on the team. Everybody's timely hitting. Mm-hmm. The starting pitching is, you know, is, you know Kluber's going to pitch, you know, the majority of the games, and Miller's wiping them out. His you numbers know, are scary. And yeah. in Terry Francona, you're seeing why he's one of the best managers in the game right now. Because he knows how to push the right buttons, you know, to to get people in the proper position. So I imagine you like the Indians to go on a deep run here. Yeah, like it's you know I live in I live in Cleveland. Um, I have a, you know, mobile on transport out transportation out there, transport out there. Um, I have a partnership with the Indians. We work well together on a lot of different things. So, you know, we want the Indians. NL, right now the L.A. Kershaws is what we can call them. Can you imagine facing Kershaw? I mean, his stuff is nasty. As a lefty, obviously, it's got to be tough to hit. Yeah, he hides the ball. You know, it's 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 great. It's, it's his deception. He's tough. Listen, I'm glad he went in there. You know, what he what he, how many innings did he pitch in the in the two day span to get those guys over the top? And you know, broke. You know, everybody was talking about how he couldn't do it in the playoffs. Things happen. This is a team sport. A lot of things mm-hmm. got to go right for you to be successful. But I'm glad for him. He, you know, he got got that monkey off his back. Now he's in. He's throwing lights out now. So they're gonna be tough to beat, LA. We'll see what happens in the playoffs there. You're a guy from Norwalk, Connecticut. I lived in Trumbull, Connecticut for 10 yeah. months. You know, you know Trumbull? Yeah, yeah. Lived there 10 years. Um, but funny enough, you are a Dallas Cowboys fan because your dad liked the 
Redskins? Pitt. Pitt Steelers, because yeah. they used to play all yeah. the time. I got to imagine you're taking the Dak train the rest of the season over Romo. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, listen, I love Tony Romo. I think he gets a bad rap. Um, I think that if you look at his stats, he's he's right there. Uh, you know, every year, you know, QBR is high. Mm-hmm. He's he's played well. I think he hasn't had a defense for a lot of years. Um, but right now, the, the way the Cowboys are playing, you know, I don't know how you can 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 put Romo back in there at this point. I think you gotta you gotta keep that going and and see where it takes you. I, I just it it happens. You know, it happened to you know Bledsoe, Bledsoe Brady. It happens. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that he you know going up into going up into Green Bay and winning, you know our old line is 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 moving people. You got the other kid. You know um, Elliott is running. I mean the defense. I don't know how you break that up. It's just very difficult. Do you like the Cowboys to be a playoff team this year? I do. Listen, I'm 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 surprised. You know, I thought you know, whenever Tony's got hurt, you know, our our, our QB situation has really gone in the wrong direction. You know, just Prescott. Nobody can say this is what they knew was going to no, happen. No, of course. Not. But this guy stands in there. You know, he takes. You know, he he's he's calm under pressure. He, he's making his reads. He's throwing every everybody's catching passes. Everybody, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's 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 working. Mo Vaughn is in the building. Go check him out on Twitter. Get him the followers. Mo Vaughn underscore forty two. Twitter, Instagram, MVP underscore USA on Instagram is his MVP collection apparel line. The stuff is dope. I'm looking at pictures right now. Um, you got to go get it. Now, what what's the process with this? Is it going to be available in stores? Are you trying to get it in stores? How does it right work? now, you know, like I said, we're, we're nine nine weeks of e-com, and we're trying to use the social media to figure out, you know, what, what exactly what, what exactly people want. Mm-hmm. But listen, you know, we want to go and talk to some of these other other, you know, you know, carries of, of, of big and tall and see if we can get in. You never know, you know, but right now we're just focused on the e-com and and learn to learn to learn the brand and, and how it best fits everybody. Mo Vaughn, the Jake Brown Show. We appreciate you coming on MVPCollection.com. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks a lot for having me, sir. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 